Now, as far as I'm concerned, there's really no need to have any other questions about virtual conventions anymore because that was it was just so strange and weird and just really described just about everything that the Democrat Party is. And you had weird Aunt Amy out there as far as Amy Klobuchar. Well, the president's in my state tonight. And, you know, if, as far as the president goes, so so contrast what we saw. We got Michelle Obama's getting on there and the president, you know, all you heard all night, the word was divisiveness, divisiveness, divisiveness. And the whole theme of it was unity. But I think a story that came out before that, be, besides the president who's campaigning, you know, he was in Minnesota um, earlier today, which, again, I think Minnesota is very much in play and is one of the 15 states that's going to decide which way we take this country? Do we keep the free market capitalism that was granted to us, given to us by our founding fathers? Or do we finally, in this country, open the door to socialism and see that every single example over time, over history, whether it's the Soviet Union or Cuba or Venezuela, whenever it has been implemented and tried, it has destroyed countries. Is that really the way that we want to go? So the whole, the unity theme, though, I think was just very strange because there's not even unity in the Democrat Party. One of the bigger stories that should be getting the mainstream attention came out before we even had the convention. That was, I was, and it, by the way, it was before the weekend even came. It was on Friday. It came in Politico. And it's an article that's titled, The President Was Not Encouraging What Obama Really Thought About Biden. Now, the, some of the quotes in here are just astonishing. And the article makes reference to how Joe Biden, and I forget when the tweet was, it was on June 8th, 2019, the, the Happy <clears throat> Best Friends Day to my friend Barack Obama and what we see now is the relationship between Obama and Biden really it was never a best friends thing it was more or less Obama utilizing Biden as this this loyalist as someone that and now we know doesn't have the IQ to ever should have never been vice president let alone president now you know, as far as mentally, as far as that goes, Biden is just, we see him every single day deteriorating. And it's gaff after gaff after gaff with Biden. And we've gone through him plenty of times um, on this. Pro oh, and I can't forget that. How can anyone, last week, by the way, last week where I wasn't uh, anywhere to be found, um, the UAE and the Israel peace agreement, I mean, how long have we heard peace in the Middle East? That's another accomplishment that Obama and Biden couldn't get done. What did Obama and Biden, their Middle East policy was just a matter of appeasement and drop $1.5 billion on Iran's tarmac in cash. Is that really a way? You know, you can never, when you're faced with, with evil, in, in your life and as a country when we're faced with evil we stand up to it we fight back against it if the, the as far as when you hear appeasement you know you learned it in school 
is uh, the perfect example came through Hitler. Well, what happened when Hitler was appeased? World War II started. And it's the same exact way with the left in this country now. They're never happy about anything, no matter if they get what the, the, the first, you know, sort of uh, facade that they put on that this is what we really want. I mean, look at uh, uh, what's his name? The NFL player, Colin Kaepernick, when he's kneeling down for the anthem, what does he want? Well, he qual well, it's not a matter of, well, I don't, I'm against police brutality because then he's out there wearing socks that have a pig's face with a uh, police helmet on it. So we knew it was never about this whole equality, racial injustice, and systemic racism and all that. No. Look at him now. Profiting, making millions and millions of dollars. That's what it was all about. This, the, the selfishness, the greed, the, the egos of the left in this country. You know, and do we really want to put them in power now? You know, these are people who are talking about all night. And uh, who else talked? Oh, yeah, the esteemed governor here in New York, Andrew Cuomo, saying that, that Trump, you know, Trump didn't cause the divide. You know, Trump was here. He's here because of the divide. Well, you want to talk about a divide? You just had your guy in office for eight years before Donald Trump. So who really caused the divide? Governor? That would be Obama, Biden. Why would we go back to that? And Bernie Sanders, by the way, Bernie Sanders thought the whole convention was about him. Bernie Sanders thought that, wow, okay, I really got the whole Democrat party here to finally be taken in this radical socialist leftist direction where you have new Democrats. As far as I'm concerned, that new Democrat group includes Bernie Sanders, who's almost like the leader of it, AOC, AOC, which tomorrow AOC is going to speak. AOC was given, wait for this now, 60 seconds to speak. Does the Democrat Party really care about what she has to say? Her and her squad, they want to limit her to as little time as possible, just like they want Joe Biden to be limited to as little time as possible. Joe Biden, it's two different stories, though. AOC, you know, they, they, they can't unleash everything about her just yet to the American people. And we know she is, she's, she's, so, she's all about socialism. She's borderline a communist. I mean, the, the, the $93 trillion Green New Deal, eliminate fracking, eliminate oil, eliminate energy, eliminate gas, uh, eliminate every single thing that Donald Trump has worked for. He's finally made us energy independent in this country for the first time in 75 years. Take that away. You know, the, what do the Democrats want as far as, you know, the historic tax cuts that the president got passed? Yep, take those away too. Nancy Pelosi, well, we, you know, we we'll take the crumbs back. Joe Biden, I, this it's politics 101. Why would you ever say to the people who are going to, you want to persuade to vote for you, why would you ever say to them, yeah, those tax cuts you got under Donald Trump, no, I'm going to revoke those and I'm going to raise your taxes. Why would anyone vote for that? And it's just more than that. I mean, Michelle Obama gets on there. She's doing her speech and Michelle Obama, you know, she's talking about the, the kids in cages. Well, Michelle, you, you know, former first lady, Michelle Obama, that happened under your husband and his administration. 
all those pictures of the kids being put in cages taken from 2014. Who was the president in 2014? That was Barack Hussein Obama. Yo, President Hope and Change. Anyway, it was as far as I'm concerned, I would I mean I wouldn't waste my time watching it. It was just really just strange and weird to watch and you know, if anything, it you want you know normalcy. When are we going to return to normalcy in this country? The the convention it was weird. You had Eva Longoria on there. You had this this outro thing with this with this guy singing. It was just to me it was all very strange. But again, you know you're going to have the Democrat Party and the hardcore liberals. We're going to say, well, no, I thought it was great. Oh my God, I thought it was fantastic. It was excellent to watch. It is that divide in this country that's still going to be here, regardless of who wins this election. You know, but as far as I'm concerned, there's a lot of unity with that, which was the Democrats' theme. There's unity in the Republican Party at this point. Donald Trump's approval rating, the Republican Party, has always been at like 96 percent, where I think it's between 96 and 97 right now. It, and there's oh and there's uh, polling data as well. And listen, you know we don't really go over polls on this program because I've said before, how can you really trust these polls? You don't. You have you. Know, we've gone through them before. We've shown you the uh, demographics of who gets polled and how it's always liberal and always Democrats. And that should worry because these polling numbers that came from CNN that should really worry CNN and MSNBC and this mainstream media that we know is so totally corrupt. And so totally against Donald Trump and the Democrat Party as well. Uh, so we'll get to that. But I wanted to get to the quotes that Barack Obama talking about his vice president. He says, quote, like I said, this is all in the political article, Politico, excuse me, article, if you want to read it for yourself. This is what Barack Obama said. Don't underestimate Joe's ability to F things up. And as well as that, Obama said, and you know who really doesn't have it? Joe Biden. Now, the thing is, and and and, thing, and there was more as well. I don't think there's ever been, because Obama was all in. I mean, he was on the campaign trail. He loved every single thing about Hillary Rodham Clinton. I don't think there's ever been someone so qualified to hold this office. That's what Obama was saying. And, you know, I believe Joe has all the qualities we need in a president right now. And I know he will surround himself with good people. Strange there uh, to see Obama's, uh, the, the way that he compares the two of them. And something that will never change now is Barack Obama did not endorse Joe Biden for president until... Joe Biden was the last candidate standing. So how can you have a unification in your party if you don't even have the former vice president who's now running for president, the former president, isn't even on board with it? He wants no part. And Michelle Obama, how lazy can Michelle Obama really be? Not one single mention of the VP picked by Joe Biden, uh, Kamala Harris. Not a single thing. We'll get to Kamala Harris, and there's a lot of news to get to on Kamala Harris. You know, we had a lot that happened last week. We had Harris in there. We had the UAE uh, 
Israel uh, agreement and you know it, with Kamala Harris and that first coming out the different um, things with her you know I'm not sure that do we really think Kamala Harris is qualified to be vice president but we know as far as Biden and his mental state goes he'll probably be out on day one and you know might rule as uh, sort of king or queen figure uh, figurehead uh, you know pardon the pun there but he's just there to sign legislation, Joe Biden. He's not really going to be the president. Like I said, it's just a matter of this new Democrat socialist wing of the party, you know, having the parents reject their ideas and what they want to do and how they want to destroy this country from within. But for Biden, it's like, well, okay, well, now we'll go and ask our granddad and we'll get him involved. Now maybe they might say yes. That to me is the perfect you know, uh, alliteration for what's going on right now in the Democrat Party. But they're just they're so phony and fake and fraudulent people. I what a what a word to pick unity. There's no unity in the Democrat Party. No one is unifying under Joe Biden. No one is inspired by Joe Biden. Joe Biden doesn't even want to campaign. I mean, Joe Biden wants to sit in his basement, take no questions whatsoever from reporters, just sort of be crowned president by doing absolutely nothing. And does Joe Biden have a record that is easy for young kids growing up to say, wow, I really want to be like the president of the United States right now, if that's Joe Biden? I really don't think so. You know, we've gone through everything that he's that he's said before, and Joe Biden. You know, poor kids are are just as bright, just as talented as white kids. Is that what we want young kids to hear? This is a man that says we choose truth over facts. Okay, Joe. Well, you know, it speaks for itself. You're a lying dog-faced pony soldier. He said to a girl. He said he prostitutes himself to big donors, and the first. Oh, articulate, mainstream, African-American, and you know, and he's bright, and he's clean, and a, and a nice-looking guy. Wow, I mean, that's, that's storybook. That's all Joe Biden. I mean, Joe Biden, when he was the second most powerful person in the entire world, had 95 million Americans out of the labor force. This is Joe Biden, who was by all means a segregationist. Joe Biden, who was a complete and utter racist, who still to this very day is. I, he says about the African-American community, you know, d despite a few, a few uh, people that aren't, well, the, Africa, the Latino community is incredibly diverse, with a few notable exceptions. What Joe, like, is that even right to say, Joe? You know, it's just, and then he, you know he's doing this this interview with a black journalist you know in the same uh, conference and say well well what are you what are you a junkie you know if this president doesn't know an elephant from a lion then I don't know what he's talking about like Joe we don't know what you're talking about and that's why to me that's why you know Barack Obama you know, as far as I'm am concerned awful president. You know, an even more awful human being. We know all about the spying on the Trump campaign, the January 5th meeting, 
uh, with Biden and Yates and Comey and Clapper and Brennan. But we know even before then, five years uh, rewind to that on March 26, 2012, Obama saying to the Russian ambassador, well, tell you tell Vladimir, you know, I'll have, I'll have more flexibility after the election. You know, it, to me, not a great person whatsoever. And, you know, about Reverend Jeremiah Wright, who was Obama's pastor, and Reverend Wright saying that after 9-11, America's chickens have come home to roost. All right, and not God bless America. No, why would Reverend Wright say that? You know, GD America. This is a person Obama learned from. How about Saul Alinsky? 13 rules of being a radical. Again, Obama learned from him. But as far as a politician goes, Obama, and I think he gets a little too much credit as far as speaking goes. Say, wow, Obama, what a great public speaker. Well, it's one thing to be a great public speaker, but all you hear from Obama, well, uh, well I, uh, yeah, I don't, uh, there's there's many uh, 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 different ways and, and, and things and you know black and, and officers you know black people getting they're kneeled on by officers now you know a lot of others as far as Barack Obama goes I think Barack Obama has always gotten way too much credit for the trouble and the the, the downright dangerous situation that he put Donald Trump in think about this right he wanted to preserve his legacy so bad that he directed the FBI director and the FBI to go after and spy on another party's nomination for president of the United States. That was all Barack Obama. But to me, I think Obama is going to want to distance himself from the Biden campaign as best as he possibly can. Think of the, this. These are Obama's words. These aren't my words. Don't underestimate Joe's ability to f things up. You know who really doesn't have it? Joe Biden. That's him saying that about his former vice president. I love um, the transition out of that. Now let me get to the president. Uh, and this was earlier in the day. This was just going on now. The Trump campaign, you know, is hosting this uh, rebuttal, basically. Uh, at 11 p.m., as soon as the Democrat uh, convention's over, you know, they're all, it's fantastic. You know, this whole real Joe Biden and the, uh, you know, this recap of the Democrats' event, totally, utterly fantastic. Uh, and you have this, you know, the same president he was in Wisconsin earlier today. Then he was in uh, Minnesota, which I, like I keep saying, I'm telling you, Minnesota is very much in play, one of the 15. Uh, but this was in Fox Business. I caught this, and then we'll get into uh, the polling in Kamala Harris. But Milwaukee misses Democratic Convention. It says, quote, it is a gut punch. That was uh, from downtown Milwaukee restaurant owner Omar Sheikh. You know, it says uh, in Fox Business, envisioned overflowing crowds, packed dining rooms, big payday when the Democrat National Convention came to town. Would have been a game changer, he says. There would have been people everywhere ready to spend hundreds of millions of dollars coming into our city. And that is not what we saw. It was all virtual. It was all very, very strange. Now, let me get into the polling. And by the way, you know, God God bless you. Know, the, the, and uh, the, on a bigger note, by the way, let me add a little more context to that story. You know, this is just a restaurant owner. 
in Wisconsin. Wisconsin, Wisconsin, Wisconsin. You know, big 10 electoral votes there. One of the 15 states that's going to determine how we go in this country. Uh, but, you know, his story is a lot like many other stories of small business owners. And I think you should, we should never let Congress and the Senate off the hook. And primarily I'm talking about the Democrats who have decided to do absolutely nothing as far as coronavirus funding goes for those small business owners who lost every single thing that they had. You know, they worked their whole lives to get to that point where they were providing for their family. You know, giving gifts and, and, and enjoying life for what it is, working hard, living the American dream. And it was all taken away by a virus that, again, China unleashed a world war without violence when they let coronavirus slip. And then they silenced whistleblowers and they refused to alert you know, anyone. And then you had the World Health Organization who was tweeting on January uh, 14th. No, it's fine as far as coronavirus goes because China says it's contained and it's there's you can't be transmitted uh, human to uh, human to human uh, transmission. You know, okay, well, is that really? And by the way, again, you have a president who's warned against China for five years. Joe Biden can't praise China enough. The choice right in front of our very eyes. You got Democrats who don't want to help anyone whatsoever joe biden who continues to praise china or you can you can get for the republican party i don't know how many times i have to say this the ball is sitting on the goal line you know the 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 hockey puck is sitting in front of the net just put it in the net that's all you have to do just show exactly what the democrats advocate for green new deal socialism defund the police open borders that's all the democrat party just fight for that to show people that is this really the way you want to go do you really want joe biden who who refuses to take any questions from reporters at all do we really want him to be our commander-in-chief to be the most powerful person in this world for me i would think not now, here's the polling data that I wanted to point out. And by the way, the mainstream media, and this is a CNN poll, so listen to this. Registered voters, who would you vote for in the general election? Uh, and the tweet came up by Ryan uh, Godusky, you know, whatever. This is the first major poll in months, it says, showing Trump having a serious chance of winning. Oh my goodness gracious, what, do we really think Donald Trump is that far behind someone that sits in his basement that we know mentally is not there, that doesn't even want to debate Donald Trump, that we now have the New York Times and Joe Lockhart, the former Clinton advisor, saying, don't, don't be afraid to be boring, Joe, and whatever you do, don't debate Trump. Now listen to the numbers, registered voters. Uh, 46 to 50 as far, you know, obviously Biden's still leading. I'll tell you why Biden's still leading in a second. And then the battleground states. Listen to this battleground states. Now, Biden is in his bunker. Biden is doing nothing today. Donald Trump has been in Wisconsin and Donald Trump has been in Minnesota today. Okay, two battleground swing states. 48 
to 49% and the margin of error there was um, 4%. So, uh, so it's right in the margin of error. And by the way, po uh, po pol political polls has it. Uh, that's a 10 point shift towards Trump in uh, a month goes. So here's something that I want to tell you, though. You will not. I can almost guarantee it. Even if there's polling data that shows that Donald Trump is beating Biden in any way, shape, or form, there is absolutely no way that the mainstream media can release any polling data that shows Donald Trump beating Joe Biden. If they do, if there comes a point where CNN's polling or, and by the way, the Washington Post was involved with this as well, or the Washington Post shows polling data, or the New York Times, or MSNBC, you know, any of, of any of the, the uh, uh, big you know, liberal papers and news outlets and channels that we know of that are, you know, their, their masks are off at this point, they absolutely cannot show Donald Trump winning in any way, shape, or form. Now, they can show it close like this. They can, they can do that. But if there's any poll that's showing Trump beating Biden, there is no way that they can show that to the American people and show their viewers and say and have them think, oh my goodness, well maybe maybe I should actually see what Donald Trump is is campaigning about because it seems like a lot of people like him. Because I think it was Rush who always points this out. You know, polling is not to uh, reflect public opinion; it's to shape public opinion I've never heard something so until as smart as that and that's really what this does though but with these polling numbers if I'm Joe Biden and I know that the media runs 90 percent you know the, the, the study that was done either 2018 or 2019 90 percent of the articles and uh, headlines that we see about Donald Trump are negative that's that's our disgusting dishonest pathological prolific liars that we have in our media who we are supposed to you know get our news from you know that that's that's just what they do and that's really as simple as that and I think a lot of people are really at this point in time starting to wake up and understand that this is how corrupt they really are this is how disgraceful they are the you know the disservice they do to the whole of the country it's it's in front of your very eyes, and it's awful, awful. See, I mean, they don't even want to cover the rioting that's happening. You got this John Thomas guy who's in uh, St. Paul, and this is in Minnesota. You know, he goes the the uh, thing here. There's a video. He's screaming at a neighborhood uh, with children for at the uh, police union leader Bob Kroll, saying, you know, F Hugo, Minnesota with black lives matter protesters by the way did anyone see black lives matter what they did yesterday to this poor guy that's literally just driving his vehicle and how they have him crash his vehicle and then they literally beat the hell out of him you know that's that's your marxist terrorist organization patrice colors co-founder black lives matter our ideological frame trained marxists Nothing about Black Lives Matter whatsoever is really about black lives. 
and the African-American community. Black Lives Matter is a total screen so that they can cause anarchy and rioting and destruction and chaos in big major American cities. And they know they won't get pushback whatsoever from the Democrat politicians. I Look at this stat in New York City. As of August 16th, 2019, all right, you had 581 shooting victims. As of August 16th, this was yesterday, 2020, 1,095 shooting victims. That's in de Blasio's New York City. That's Bill de Blasio failing his residents, failing his his citizens, failing our the children. You had a one-year-old that was shot there. What did a one-year-old possibly do to lose his life? Literally, what could he have done? One year old. He's not going to grow up. His family's never going to see him again. That's all in de Blasio's New York City. This is a guy that lets criminals right back out onto the streets if they don't have bail. How stupid can you really be? You know, every single person who gets shot, every person who gets killed, every person who gets beat up because of Black Lives Matter in de Blasio's New York City, he has their blood on his hands. You know, you look to elected officials and leaders and the mayor of what is in many ways the biggest city, not only in the country, you know, I, I, not as far as popular and, and appeals, but you get it that New York City is a big deal in the entire world. Everyone knows New York City, and now it's going to hell because of the alligator himself, the ugly son of a gun that is Bill de Blasio. Now let me move forward now because I'm going to get way too fired up as far as that goes. This was in the American Spectator. Dove, Dove, Fisher, why it should matter to women. Now you know I had to get to Kamala Harris at some point. Why it should matter to women that Kamala Harris slept her way up. Oh, oh my goodness gracious. Whoa. Hey, it is no secret but public knowledge that Kamala Harris slept her way up into California political life by being a very public escort. Listen listen to this, ladies, now, because this, this is apparently how you become a vice presidential nominee. Being a very public escort and mattress for California Democrat kingmaker Willie Brown. Willie Brown, by the way, Willie Brown was the former mayor of San Francisco. Willie Brown is 30 years older than Kamala Harris and was very married at the time. It was public and it was an embarrassment. Yet, so listen to this. The world is dominated by stereotypes. Um, Fisher writes, the world is dominated by stereotypes and by unspoken assumptions. Joe Biden tells a black voter that if he is not sure he's voting for Biden, then you ain't black. Well, no one talks to white voters that way. Among the stereotypes and assumptions that unfairly hinder many women is the unspoken whisper that she probably slept her way up to this position. It's a terrible stereotype and it hurts women terribly. Do most women sleep their way up? No. Do many? No. 
do some, probably a few. And those few do horrific harm to the image and reputations of all the 99 plus percent of women who earned everything they have achieved in their lives. That is why Kamala Harris, who openly and was out there, doesn't deny any of it, slept her way into California Democrat state politics by publicly, uh, by publicly hooking onto the very married Willie Brown. It should matter to all women, regardless of ethnicity, color, religion, or party, that Kamala Harris did this. And by the way, he himself says, you know, you, um, when people get a, a law degree, you know, they have to do uh, resumes and unpaid internships and you know clerkships and interviews for entry-level positions. Do the lowest on the totem pole legal test at their new positions. Listen to this. It was not those people. How did they get successful? It was definitely not the way Kamala Harris did it. Simply as just being a mattress and that's something that you don't hear publicly in this news media but when she's on stage and has to debate the current vice president the very classy very honorable honorable very reputable mike pence who has just been as loyal as can be to donald trump all throughout the presidency here who's done plenty of great things for this country you know you see mike pence you just think he's just such a classy classy guy i would say pence, bring that up say kamala what do you what are your qualifications you know besides being attorney general in california and prosecuting thousands of african americans because of marijuana what is your what are your qualifications to be here you rank the most liberal senator out of everyone else in the Senate, Kamala Harris is ranked the most liberal. Kamala Harris as well, USMCA, and Vice President Pence can bring this up as well. I heard him doing an interview about it. USMCA, 90 senators, 90, voted for it in the Senate. And that's a the completely polarized, divided Senate. 10 senators voted no. Who do you think was one of the senators that thought, no, I don't want to give money to our farmers. No, I don't want American innovation to flourish in this country. No, I could care less about manufacturing and American manufacturing. That was Kamala Harris. Of course it was Kamala Harris. It's just, to me, there was no great pick for Joe Biden, but Harris, I think she, there's a lot of things that uh, the vice president, current vice president, can very much uh, attack around and by the way michelle obama doesn't even know who it is i guess because i'm like at some point here doesn't she have to bring up kamala harris and there wasn't a thing there wasn't a single mention by the former first lady about kamala harris nothing whatsoever now to me I think Michelle Obama thinks, all right, I'll do this speech. I, I don't care about it at all. I know my husband doesn't care about it at all. He doesn't even think Joe's going to win. Did you collect the money? <laughs> Off they go. Now, speaking of former Democrats, how about this? Al Gore, well, excuse me, former uh, Democrat presidential nominees. Al Gore, listen to this. How, 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 how great is this from Al Gore? 
could have this guy as our president in 2000. Imagine. As By the way, the same Al Gore says, don't tell me we live in a colorblind society. They only care about you if you know how to dunk the basketball or shoot a three-pointer. He says, by tampering with the Postal Service, the president is in effect putting his knee on the neck of American democracy. Now, could you imagine the outrage that would be out there if Donald Trump said something like that? And Anderson Cooper, the little rat that he is, there's no pushback from him. He just lets Gore continue talking. Uh, like Charles Payne, on, uh, who's on Fox Business and the Fox News Channel, saying, you know, this is such an asinine, insensitive stretch of the imagination, an unnecessary attempt to be provocative. It's wrong on so many levels. But that's the Democrat Party. They get away with things like this. The ends always justify the means for the Democrat Party. And I was speaking about the president being in Minnesota. The Minnesota governor, by the way, um, Walls, uh, Tim Walls, he says the Minnesota, by the way, listen, this was in the uh, high wire talk. Minnesota became the second state to reject regulations that effectively ban and why do we have to use the word controversial? I mean, it's a drug. How is hydroxychloroquine controversial? Oh, that's right. And by the way, which works for COVID-19 patients, where we've seen it work plenty and plenty times before. Look at Karen Wissett, the uh, Michigan state representative. And so he's on there. He's rejecting. Right. He's he's totally doing a U-turn as far as um, hydroxychloroquine goes. Oh, by the way, the article was in Real Clear Politics. If you want to uh, read it for yourself as well, and the president over the weekend, as far as campaigning and uh, you know being in the swing states, well, here's you got a world record set for the largest boat parade in history, and nothing about that. It was all Trump boats and you know the different boats and the parades that they've been doing with the Trump flags and everything. I, you see any parades like that happening for Joe Biden around this country? Joe Biden, oh my goodness, this is what I wanted to uh, mention as well. Joe Biden, you want to talk about a hard-hitting interview where he was going to be tested. Wow, Joe, this time you get to answer questions from a reporter. He does an interview with the rap, hip-hop person, star, whatever you want to call her, Cardi B. Wow, Joe, that that really, you, boy, you really did it there, Joe. It, unbelievable. And um, uh, where there's a pie article in the, here it is, here it is, here it is. This was in the Daily Mail, and this was uh, a few hours ago. This came out. Here's the exclusive. Listen to this. Joe Biden stole Jill from me. Oh my God. Well, wait a minute. I thought they met on a blind date. Her first husband, and by the way, the first husband uh, is uh, Scott or so, Steve or something like that. But anyway, he's on there saying that uh, that Joe, how she cheated with Joe Biden, and how he uh, convinced a friend and said that they, they've lied about how they started dating for years. Oh, this was the tweet that went with it, can't, uh, uh, not the cheating thing, which... By the way, you you read that article if you want. You know, I'm not the biggest. Yeah, the, yeah, the whole yeah, the whole Trump allegations with the with the uh, you know uh, cheating on Melania with the Stormy Daniels thing, which again were totally unproven, totally false. You know, this was a 
bombshell, a stormy bombshell. This was going to take down the president. Well, where's Stormy Daniels to this day? You know, did it take down the president? Or is it all just false accusations? You know, you had a lawyer, uh, Michael Avenatti, that was totally taking advantage of Stormy Daniels and stealing money from her. Uh, so, you know, I'm not real big uh, as far as that goes in the personal life. But anyway, uh, as far as Cardi B goes, because she's there <laughs> interviewing Joe Biden, you know, the hard-hitting news reporter that Cardi B is, uh, Candace Owens on there. Candace Owens, who, you know, is a, uh African-American woman herself, black woman, whichever one, way you want to go about it, a conservative, and says, this is why the black community is not taken seriously by politicians. Look at what we put forth saying oak kurt <laughs> to a presidential candidate it's not funny it's flat out embarrassing and extraordinarily obtuse but this is how the democrats view all minorities as imbeciles and you know listen candace owens has hit the nail right on the head there that is how joe biden views blacks we've heard him say it before if you're not for me you if you even dare think about voting for Donald Trump you ain't black or you know without without you know it's but the few notable exceptions well the African American community isn't diverse they're all the same but no the Latino community now there's there's uh, a diverse community with different ideas direct Joe Biden quote and you wonder why Barack Obama has sort of been very much in the in the back sort of you know sitting in the back as far as the biden theater campaign goes and this this with him saying don't underestimate joe's ability to f it up and you know ben uh ben rhodes who was the uh i think it was like acting um uh national security advisor or something like that he would said oh uh, yeah uh former uh here let me get it up former deputy national security advisor yeah who was saying that biden could be something of an unguided missile and he was in there and he would say can i ask something mr president joe biden would do that and obama would sort of roll his eyes at joe biden so basically for me what i got from you know day one of this virtual convention that the democrat party thought was such a great idea was that there's no unity as they preach as they want you to believe in the democrat party there's not even unity between the former president and vice president who's now running for president talk about divisiveness in the republican party divisiveness with donald trump no divisiveness there that's where the real unity is that's where that needs to come out that's where we need people in these states to understand and realize that the Democrats, if they get in power, fracking, say goodbye to that. Energy in this country, say goodbye to that. Free market capitalism, goodbye. Every single thing we have fought for, that we have built, that we love in this country is no longer. Joe Biden and the Democrats have always had this idea, have always wanted to destroy this country from within. And there are... 15 states that can stop it florida pennsylvania ohio north carolina arizona wisconsin the president was in wisconsin today minnesota the president was in minnesota today colorado iowa new mexico new hampshire 
Georgia, Michigan, Nevada, Utah. Those are the states that the power is in all of your hands to save this, to, to ensure that we keep the liberties that we were given. We were given liberty, life, liberty, the pursuit of happiness. All things that are afforded to us because we were blessed enough to be born as American citizens. And everyone who's immigrated here and done it the correct way and has done it lawfully and legally, every single one of those freedoms is afforded to them as well. You see how the Democrats have ran big major American cities. New York City, who would want to be there right now? Who would want to be in Chicago? Who would want to be in Portland where you've had like 80 days now of rioting? You know, that's in the Democratic-controlled cities. Do we really want that party, that same group of people, to be controlling this entire country? 